Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to episode 25 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Charles, and today we're sitting down with the founder of Servamps and Chain Curation, Charles J. Reed. Now, today we're going to be covering a lot of stuff, but I think the most important thing that we're going to be talking about today is how to acquire and retain clients. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. Um, so Charles, how are you doing today? Hey man, doing good. How are you? Awesome. Thanks for asking, man. Um, so before we Pleasure kind of... Yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, so before jumping into kind of what your business does and what you're doing as an entrepreneur, can you just tell us a little bit about your background and what you were doing before crypto and then how you got into this space? Um, when I got into the space um, in kind of early 2017, I was working in defense and government. Uh, so I was basically recruiting and headhunting senior executive level, um, mostly in cybersecurity. So companies like Lockheed Martin, uh, Northrop Grumman, BAE Systems, etc. Uh, and I was basically hiring very smart technical people, um, which was an okay, you know, it was an okay gig. But what really interested me was uh, emerging technologies, and I could see these guys were killing some of them, making a thousand pounds a day. Um, and, you know, just working with bleeding edge technology. Um, so I was always talking to smart people in very senior positions in defense and government organizations and um, started to, you know, explore emerging tech and, you know, obviously came across blockchain, uh, something I'd been kind of following at um, a distance for a while, mostly, you know, keeping an eye on what IBM were doing. IBM were investing a lot of money in blockchain since I think 2015. Uh, so I was, you know, aware of it, but, um, or anything apart from uh, using some Bitcoin to to basically buy and sell items on games uh, back when I was maybe 15 years old so nearly 10 years ago uh, maybe a little bit I was, I was doing that and then uh, you know I, I didn't like my job but I liked that uh, I got to network and speak with smart people um, who were really you know at the forefront of technology and security and that I think security played, played a big part in it um, so I actually wanted to start studying to become a you know pen tester cybersecurity consultant myself because that really interested me but i'm not very technical um not you know to the extent that i would need to be anyway so so yeah i just um i kind of started buying crypto and you know now i'm here but you know that there's a there's a big journey between that but uh that's what i was doing before yeah your, your story kind of sounds very similar to mine where you you were hearing about it. I personally saw a couple Goldman articles talking about blockchain technology. Um, mm -hmm. Don't know the news site that it was on, but I was like, yo, if these huge, huge financial firms or these institutions are getting you know interested in blockchain technology, I should probably be doing the same. Um, so that was kind of my intro as well. <clears throat> um, one thing that you touched on that I really liked was that, you know, a lot of people who are listening to this are probably in the situation where if they're working, you know, they may not be as interested in their day job as they are in crypto. Um, mm -hmm. 
and it kind of sounded like you were in that same boat. But what you did was you used that time to network with all of these people around you who are, you know, leaders of industry, yeah, extremely yeah. smart people. Um, mm. And I think that's something that everyone who's absolutely. Yeah, I think everyone. Uh, I, 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 there's also this um, I, there was always this element of like, I didn't know what I wanted to do for a career. Uh, I was always chopping and changing like my subjects at, at school and college. Um, and I did, I did a bunch of stuff, you know, I've always had hugely diverse interests and I've pursued diff very different subjects and I always wanted to be kind of a polymath, um, and, and study as many things as I could. But when you don't niche in something, it's really difficult. And it wasn't until I actually found blockchain, um, that all of my energy, all of my time was just funneled into it. Um, which, which I really enjoyed. And I, I, I noticed straight away that, um, I could make a career here just because, Previously to that, photography, I was a professional wedding photographer. Um, I love photography, but it never absorbed 100% of my time, and I never enjoyed it as much as, as something like this. So I think it's important if people really have a spark there to, to try and, you know. Um, and also, I know this is kind of cheeky, but I used my day job because um, I was on the computer all day. I used my day job to actually research and <laughs> speak to people and write. So I was actually like at my old day job. I was, you know, I, I knew, hey, you know, I need to invest time into this. And I was actually doing it while I was at work because I knew I wasn't going to stay there. Uh, it's really important that people not saying, you've, you know, mess their job up <laughs> and get fired for, uh, you know, not paying attention. But I think it's important that, you know, if people do feel you know they want to get started then they should definitely uh you know run with it i you know i think a lot of people are in that same boat where uh, i've talked to a few people who say that they've got this kind of internal struggle of they don't know what they want to do um they've explored many different career options and like yourself i think crypto has drawn in a lot of people and a lot of people have really consumed themselves with crypto mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and it's super awesome because these people who, you know, at one point in their life didn't really have as much direction now are focusing all of their time and energy into one specific thing. And as we can see, it have created these, you know, booming businesses. Um, mm. So that's kind of a little segue into, you know, your business. Can you just give us a brief overview before we jump into the, the details about this kind of consulting company that you've got? Yeah, sure. So, um, my my company called Servamps, which is an abbreviation of a service amplifier, um, and our focus is around um, basically helping blockchain companies, usually ones that are very early stage and have a good product in mind, or ones that have already launched a product and they need users. And almost all of our work is focused around building users. There's user acquisition and then retention as well, because it's really important if you bring users in that they stay happy. Um, so we're working, we are actually working with dApps because I think there's a really big gap in the market. Um, everyone's building infrastructure and we've got hundreds of different blockchains. None of them are interoperable and everyone with a good idea for a dApp is kind of just waiting until, you know, which blockchain is going to win, which is going to be the fastest. But I think it's really important to encourage people to build dApps, even if, you know, in five years you have to migrate them or in a year you have to migrate them. I think it's important to encourage people to build dApps um, on any chain they can um, and bring users. Um, and also, you know, 
So we help clients to um, remove the barriers to entry so that people, the, the people who are using their product don't actually know that they're using blockchain. I think that's really important. Something everyone talks about um, is just difficulty of, you know, accessing these, these dApps and things and that you know that you're using something highly technical. You have to use private keys and stuff like that. So we're helping them to design solutions which are user friendly that's that's kind of our focus we also make investments in uh, at seed round so it's an accelerator model as well um so yeah that's servamps mostly focused around investing in um in companies which have a solid product and they really need to you know build a user base so one thing that you touched on there that i think is extremely important um and extremely smart on you guys is that you're not only focused on acquiring users but then retaining them as well um absolutely you know you see a lot of these companies who pour tons of money into their marketing and it's aimed solely at acquiring users but i think that they drop off very quickly um there's this kind of initial hey here's free product of ours and then everyone Mm. forgets about it so i really like that you guys are also focused on retention also i think there's you know there was a big huge push on uh, what was called community management last year in crypto and um people were basically paying for airdrop campaigns they were paying to basically rally tens of thousands of people into a telegram channel then they were managing the community but i think now in 2019 we're really going to see a transition from community management to like traditional customer service you know like if these dapps they're going to need customer service teams. They're going to need specialists, um, maybe tier one, tier two technical support for some of them, um, because otherwise you just have you know people complaining in Telegram to team managers who have no idea um, about you know the the ins and outs of the product and and how what's going wrong. So shift from community management to customer service, and that's where we get the retention part of Servamps. Um, how you retain users is you keep them happy and you service them. So we're we're helping teams to build out customer service, um, you know, departments uh, for long-term vision, five, ten-year plans. I mean, too many times I've been in you know a Telegram group and they're just a mess. To be honest with you, yeah, you know, just thousands and thousands of messages and nothing really getting answered, and uh-huh. there's no kind of forward progress. So I like this you know five to ten-year plan you've got where you're building. You know, you're starting from square one, retain, mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, acquire, and then you've now moved on to retention and keeping the customers happy. And I don't think a lot of people are doing that just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, kind of- yeah, we want to help them. You know, we, we really want to help um, these these people who have fantastic ideas. We want to help them tell a story so that they can actually show people, hey, this is how this product can help you. So now moving on, we've kind of got this overview of what your company does. Can you jump into the details a bit more and talk about, you know, why you created it, how you created it, um, kind of start to where you're at now, growing, acquiring customers, um, building your team, that kind of thing? Absolutely. So I was um, heavily involved as a researcher in this space. So I was working firstly for like journals independent journals and um you know i i was part of a a a weekly report like a coin report called rolling stone um 
and uh you know we 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 had quite a few users there was a lot of people um you know reading it and great feedback especially when when the bear trap when the bull, bull run started uh really picking up momentum I was doing that largely researching and then I started working with hedge funds and what I realized is I was helping funds to, to basically identify what a good investment was in a project and why um, and then I realized you know I was helping funds make money and more often than not some of these investments they made that they would just dump on on retail market and uh, so I, what I realized is, okay, I can sell this knowledge to projects instead of funds. So I would approach projects and uh, this is how you become a good investment to a fund. This is what they're looking for. And I know that because I worked with a few. Um, so I kind of knew what the thesis was and, and how how to pitch it. So I did this independently. I uh, worked in New York uh, on a project. Um, which I won't go into too much now, but worked there for a couple of months, two, three months, um, then did some more consulting toward the end of that. And that was primarily focused around how can you attract investors? And that was much more enjoyable to me, um, helping projects secure funds rather than helping funds secure, you know, investments. Um, and then I decided, hey, I need to make a business model around this because uh, it's, you know, it's much easier to gain traction, credibility, and momentum when you have a team and when you have a brand rather than just, you know, being a solo entrepreneur by myself out in New York, because um, I'm obviously based here in London. But being in New York alone, I was having some good traction, but I realized that once the trend started to change, um, that people were more hesitant to pay for services like mine. Um, so I formed Servamps, and how I did that was um, I actually hired one of the guys from the fund I worked with. Um, he was small capital in Palo Alto, and um, he actually hired me to help him with research um, back in January last year. And uh, I, you know, I thought I'd return the favor, and uh, I actually, you know, I offered him, "Hey, do you want to do you want to be my business partner uh, alongside a good friend of mine who is very focused on content." community management content creation so i bought these two guys together because we all have a different edge and um yeah that's that's kind of how we got started we already had clients because i obviously had my own pipeline and these guys had you know their own pipelines too and we you know put a brand together and we've been going really quick since then despite the market we've picked up some really good clients um started um it's still you know fairly new it's about we incorporated about seven months ago but it's gone very quickly so yeah that sounds like you guys are really picking up steam so i just wanted to touch on a couple things because you you dropped a ton of knowledge there um you know you kind of started with the this like article writing was that it yep yeah so, yeah yeah so you started with this article writing so you were doing a lot of research you were really you know diving deep into the details a lot of this and so to start i think the best thing that anyone listening can do is they can really just start doing research you know really get heavily invested in learning about this space mm -hmm. um and then you know just through what you were doing with work and kind of the directions you went um you kind of picked up a lot of knowledge along the way that was super helpful uh you know when you worked at that hedge fund uh yep. you, you kind of learned how to identify investments um which is mm -hmm. huge and then you know 
moving on from that, you kind of pivoted from helping you know these hedge funds to helping these startups and these you know early early much stage. more enjoyable yeah yeah much more enjoyable. <laughs> there's so many there's so many funds and uh it's funny i mean not many people know this but some of the biggest crypto funds in the world right now are laying off all of their staff um they are completely illiquid they have no money to invest anymore because they went very heavily into projects with you know with a year lock sometimes two year lock now some of the assets they bought are down 95 percent and they're locked for another year. Um, it's really crazy. So I'm glad I moved to helping people with good products and good ideas because some of these huge funds who, you know, didn't have any time of day for anyone last year, they're now, um, you know, they're, they're not they're not closing down or anything, but they're they're firing really aggressively. Um, so yeah, it's good to be this side of the fence and helping people with good ideas actually get funded because, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you 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 know you made that move, and I think it was one a smart move, but also, you know, you kind of followed what you were more passionate about, and I think that's huge. Um, a lot of people get kind of pigeonholed into doing something that they aren't extremely passionate about. Um, so that's another thing that I I just wanted to touch on. Um, and then you you were kind of as you were continuing on this journey, uh, you learned about you know, how to secure funds. Um, and so now you've kind of wrapped that all up into this business, um, serve amps that you've got. And, mm -hmm. you know, lastly, you know, as you were growing, you realized that you needed to, you know, build a team. This wasn't a one man army. You couldn't do it all by yourself. Um, and I think for a lot of people listening, that's something that, that really needs to be touched on. I think at the start of everyone's journey, building up their business, they try to start by themselves and, you know, mm -hmm. take on yeah. all, all this work by themselves. But you really need to outsource and hire, you know, these people, these these people who have knowledge that you don't necessarily have. Sure. Um, you know, you you How, hired, um, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say you hired, you know, one of your one of your friends or. I guess business associates at at the hedge fund, and then you also picked up one of your friends who was huge in community management um, and this kind of customer service side of things. So you sure. you, you picked yeah. up people with strengths that can be applied to your business. Yeah, well, I, I'm just going backtracking a little bit as well, just in case anyone was interested. Um, when I was writing these coin reports, I was still in my full time job. So, you know, I was doing maybe five hours uh, a day of reading um, about projects and why they were good. And if I didn't understand the technology, I would go and learn about it. And that was, you know, um, why, when I still had my full time job. But I, what I tried to do when I started, I went to Miami, BTC Miami last year. What I tried to do was try and do everything. I was trying to be a community manager, a fundraiser. Uh, I had a syndicate. I still have a syndicate. Um, I was just trying to do everything. And I realized how important it was to notice what you're good at and what you're not good at and um, basically fill the gaps appropriately. And um, I'm good at selling and I'm good at uh, communicating uh, technical messages in a simple way. And I think that's really important when you're raising money. Um, but you know, I realized that some of the things I couldn't do, I couldn't, um, 
I couldn't stay focused on organizing. I'm terrible at organizing things. You know, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, uh, my calendar is, is, is great. You know, it's in place, but, um, organizing and, um, administration and things like this, uh, I just needed help with, you know, cause I had so many things going on and so many pipelines, um, different types of work and different that needed to be held a different way i had to i had to admit hey i need people to help with administration i need people to help with clients see different people in different ways so i'm you know i'm quite young 25 um you know i travel a lot um and i'm kind of a salesy person uh, and i think you know people are naturally going to see that uh, especially you know other ceos of potential clients so also um my partner Sean, he is a little bit older than me. He's extremely smart. Um, he, uh, you know, has a background in uh, in physics. He's an engineer. Used to work with Bill Gates. Just generally all round, very very smart man. And uh, having someone like that who can, you know, support you um, in you know in certain types of meetings really helps. And again, that's about you know finding people who complement your personality and your working style. And then, you know, who can basically um, fill in where you, you know, where you might fall short. I think it's really important. You know, I really like this kind of play to your strengths, higher exactly. to your weaknesses kind of mentality. Um, no one can do it all. And I think that's mm -hmm. something that people listening really need to hear because sometimes they do try to do it all. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I think you're doing it extremely right. Um, so you've kind of jumped into the details of how this company was started and, you know, what, where you guys are kind of headed. Um, mm -hmm. So can you speak on, you know, how, how, sorry, can you speak on how you acquired clients, um, that kind of process? Because I feel like a lot of people um, have trouble reaching out and kind of growing their sorry growing their client yeah. base yeah absolutely um and that is still you know difficult especially in a bear market um people are way more sensible now about spending money uh in in the height of the bull run people were spending funds on advisory services they were spending fifteen thousand dollars a month for advisors they were advisors weren't doing anything um i'd love to name drop but i would probably get in trouble there's so many <laughs> high tier advisors who were adding zero value to projects and they were charging $10,000 just to be put on your website. Um, but it did get, you know, much harder. And I think how we, how I managed to build a client base really was through word of mouth, um, through the, 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 um, we kind of have this ethos that if, even if you can't work with everyone that you meet, they're still in the space with you. And you can you could team up with them, right? You don't have to work with everyone you team up with, but you can you can you can have a mutually beneficial relationship. You can refer people, constantly always networking, always introducing smart people to other smart people because they remember and they're thankful for it. And if you can help them build an extra business, um, you know that extra business they build might be a client in the future. So I'm always looking out for other people even if you know it's not always mutual sometimes sometimes people won't return the favor but it's important that you do it anyway 
because sometimes when they do return the favor, it will be huge. And um, that's how we picked up some of our clients and um, uh, some really long standing relationships that have, you know, allowed us to be service providers for other accelerators, for other consulting companies. We do joint proposals um, with some of our partners. I'll talk a little bit more about Master Ventures in a moment, which is a fund that we're working with. But there's also a Hong Kong based fund that we do lots of joint proposals with and it's just about looking out for each other i think um if if you're new to the space and you're trying to build clients working it's really hard at the moment because the conferences the standard of conference is just low ending anymore um and yeah i just i've just found in recent months the conferences aren't as good as they were last year but it's still important that you just try and meet the right people and you ask for introductions from people you know are heavily connected ask for introductions just build a personal brand and then use that to you know gain additional clients love everything you touched on there so just kind of want to touch on some of the big points there um i think the first thing that you mentioned was that word of mouth and referrals are a huge thing so you got to get out there you got to start talking to people um you know, you could have the best product around, but if you're not talking to anyone in the industry, you're not going to get anywhere. Um, yep. and you know, another, another big thing with, you know, getting these referrals is that, um, you know, you need to make sure that your product or your business is, you know, a one, you can't, you're not going to get referrals simply yep. by networking. It's kind of a, a dual thing where you one need to network to get those referrals, but two, you need to have a product behind your business that really speaks for itself so that in conjunction, you know, people are willing to refer you to others. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then one other big thing that you touched on, you know, you, you were out there helping people uh, and you, you didn't necessarily have this notion that, you know, they were going to return the favor at any point. Sometimes you really just need to get out there, you know, do things for other people and, it will be returned at some point, but it shouldn't be expected. And, you know, these, you build these mutually beneficial relationships with people. Um, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch your back kind of thing. So yeah, absolutely. That is and this, um, this community is very, um, open to referrals and, and it's just a very tight knit community. I mean, even though, you know, crypto Twitter is occasionally a bit of an echo chamber and there's lots of drama there. If you meet these people in real life, even if you don't like them on the internet, like they're really, most of these people are really nice guys um, and girls, of course, loads of girls now as well, which is great. Um, but people are nice and they want to help. Um, and if you always want to work with everyone or you're always looking at everything as an opportunity, you will find clients. I think the other thing actually you mentioned about how you find clients, I think it's important that you have a very clear distinction from other companies and competitors because there are hundreds of consulting companies in crypto, right? They, people saw it as a quick way to make money. And believe me, it's not. It's difficult um, because there's so much competition. And that's why our clear distinction, our thesis is focused around user acquisition and retention because not many people are doing that. And that's that's also helped us to get clients, but having a real niche and focusing on that. Here we go. Again, playing to your strengths and kind of separating yourself from the herd. So thank you. I really appreciate you diving into the details of that. And I know people listening are going to really appreciate that. Um, 
so moving on from kind of away from you know how to build this business let's talk about yours again and kind of what you're doing and can you tell us a little bit or can you talk to us about what you're most excited for in 2019 with regards to yourself and then also with just the with regards to the market Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um so because there's something i want to talk about in a moment which is really exciting um and i'll probably ramble on for a while so forgive me in advance but um the thing i want to talk about first is i think this year we will see lots of shifts um people more sensible thinking uh, high quality vendors just generally the space will solidify and it will it will kind of shield over it's going to go slow i think we're going to trade sideways most of the year i don't think we're going to see a huge bull run again um just just yet but i that's great because it allows people to build and i probably sound like you know i'm repeating cz and stuff there you know you build in a bear market but uh it's true there's lots of people building really cool stuff and we've seen a huge shift already you've got icos with five mil cap instead of 100 and you've got you know their punishing private sale investors uh for selling early and stuff like that you're seeing smarter ways of fundraising you're going to see more dow style structure icos i think you'll see decentralized icos where uh, the investors can control the flow of funds to the project which is i'm really excited to see that model i'm sure we're going to see it soon uh so i'm excited to see that it's just evolution uh we're moving out of this and flippant way of kind of looking at things and some more solid vendors and service providers will kind of emerge um there's also scammers less scammers coming in they're still there but there's much less coming in because there's much less money to scam and i think it's important that we you know can build without all this stupid money coming in so i'm really excited about that um and just generally being able to work without focusing too much on investing and uh it's more of an accumulation uh you know buying slowly and what you're buying and why rather than just buying it because it's going to go up um which is you know the case uh, last year well actually 2017 so yeah i think really excited about that uh the other thing i wanted to which I'm really excited um, is I'm working with a working with a company. I can't even call it a company. It's called Master Ventures. Uh, it's based in Thailand in Koh Phangan, which is a wonderful island, um, really beautiful paradise island. And Master Ventures, led by um, some very smart people, early Bitcoin uh, entrepreneur Kyle Chassis, good friend of mine, bought a beautiful resort in a mountain in it's called utopia and it's absolutely beautiful and they're building a co-working space for blockchain entrepreneurs which is fantastic really beautiful place it's lots of smart people going in and out of the resort all the time um and you know they're open to people coming and joining as long as they bring value so yeah i mean love to have you come down man uh if, if you ever wanted to join you'd be welcome to come and stay with us um which is you know somewhere i'll be spending a lot of time hopping on the first plane there man um yeah oh, for real i mean you know there's there's plenty of space and um there's some really smart people there you know I, the ignis team i don't know if they still are um i, I think peter diamendez was there as well founder of singularity university there's just really, really smart people coming in and out. 
um, not just crypto either, just generally, you know, um, people who are very focused on mindfulness and self-improvement, the environment. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it's a really cool crowd. And the thing that's really exciting about this is they're building a DAO. They're not going to have, they'll have a traditional company at first, but everything will be done by smart contract. So profit share from investments will, you know, be done by distributed by smart contract is a, is a very, uh, community led project, lots of building to do still, but, you know, I think these are the kind of corporate models, which we're going to see come out a little bit more in the next few years. Um, more DAOs, um, more kind of co cooperative movements and stuff like that. Uh, and it will be a big learning curve for, for them, but yeah, I'm, uh, really looking forward to that. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like, sounds like a beautiful space and it sounds like something a lot of our listeners would be interested in. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you mind or who they should maybe reach out to, but I'm sure a lot of these people listening are either, you know, business owners or, you know, are in the process of creating a business or, you know, are at least thinking about it. And, you know, this sounds like an opportunity for some of them to maybe hop in and get surrounded by people who are, you know, kind of leaders of industry. So is there anyone that they could reach out to that, that would, you know, that they could potentially. Yeah. Um, I'm more than happy to take uh, messages myself. I think that would be better. And then I'm obviously happy to pass them on. I mean, at the time at, you know, at the present moment, I'm in London, I'm flying to Thailand on Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to spend a couple of weeks there. This is, you know, uh, an early, early stage project but we are looking for smart people to come and help us build whether they be developers content creators um you know even people who just want to build strategies out um but obviously there's huge demand for this because there's so many people who would love this opportunity so it is a case of what people can bring and how they can demonstrate and it's also a case of if some some of the people who have uh, have gone to thailand have literally you know, sold their apartment, sold their car, and they've just moved there and they're living there permanently now uh, or for the foreseeable future. So there's people making really hard sacrifices to be there and be taken care of by, you know, the the original founders. So it really is about, you know, who, who can make the most time for it and who can contribute the most. But I'm more than happy to talk to people about this and, and see if we can, you know, support people from coming out and visiting um, and working with us. But as I said, it's early stage. So, you know, it's that this opportunity is going to be present for the next probably six to 12 months. Um, so it's just about, you know, the timing, the skills they can offer and how much they can dedicate to it as well. Of course. Yeah. I, I didn't want to make this sound like an open invitation to anyone to just oh, No, not at all. In... But um, kind of is. Uh, <laughs> for the, you know, <laughs> at if, the if people, yeah, yeah, people yeah. want to come, they can. But um, yeah, it, it, it is. Um, it's it's a big uh it's a big project you know it's a blank canvas and it's not been done before not like this uh it's supported by a hedge fund which is making aggressive seed stage investments in breakthrough technologies and creating crazy token economies which will be self-sufficient um and that and, and it will also have its own token economy um and yeah i mean some of the investments that master ventures have already made are really impressive they have you know they invested in um a lot of the exchanges the early exchanges um 
and you know they have they have equity in some of the big big exchanges so they they saw they saw the big trends before they came through um but yeah it's really exciting looking forward to that 2019 awesome yeah so for anyone who is interested um i'll throw charles's you know twitter handle maybe an email in the description so check that out shoot him an email shoot him a dm on twitter um and maybe you guys can work something out there so moving on to kind of my last question that i like to ask um if you were starting over, you know, you, your company disappeared, you didn't know about this, um, this kind of community in Thailand, uh, you, you had, you know, zero essentially, and you were trying to rebuild your business. What's the first thing that you would do to get started on that? Um, so if I didn't know anyone, if I, if I was like kind of brand new, is that what you mean? Yes. Brand new, nothing say, you know, I wanted to jump into this space, um, and kind of recreate a serve amp. So what would I do first? Uh, honestly, it's, it's all about learning. Um, it's about being dedicated to always learning and being able to pivot as well because, uh, the trends change very quickly and therefore the pool of clients shrinks and it goes elsewhere so you need to be able to pivot so it's about learning um i honestly think you need to read you need to find a niche when you found a niche what you really enjoy what you really like mine was research it evolved but initially it was research initially it was learning and i just think it's really important that you learn you ask questions and you talk to everyone say hi to people who you know ask them what they're interested in ask them what are they watching right now why they're watching it um it's just really important networking and you can you can really get you know up the stairs quickly uh through through finding the right people and you'll you'll build some really long-term friends some of my best friends in the world are people i met in the past two years in the crypto space and i mean that you know i've lived with people who i met in crypto i formed businesses with them always willing to work with other people and uh and willing to learn i think they're the most two important things to you know setting up um a business in the space you know i know you touched on them already but it's great that you reiterate that these are two of the most important things uh one being research i think everyone's kind of starting to do their research starting to understand the space a lot more um so i think they're on track and then really you know i i cannot stress the importance uh enough of you know building your network and you know, really making genuine connections because yeah, you, absolutely. you can, you know, add someone on Twitter, add someone on LinkedIn, say hi and, you know, oh, yeah, I've got this business, you've got that business, we should collaborate. You know, there, there's that and then there's truly taking an interest in someone and what they're doing. And, you know, when you yep. make that genuine connection, that's when lasting relationships are built. Definitely. I think meeting people in person, uh, attending crypto meetups, um, I'm looking forward to, there's a new product coming out called FOMO hunt, which will just basically be a one-stop shop for all events, meetups, etc. I'm looking forward to that. Um, that wasn't a paid show by the way. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, things like meetups are just, you meet, you meet real people who are really passionate. Um, I met two guys, uh, two days ago, I think, um, yeah, on Friday, what day is it today? 
<laughs> it's it's Sunday. <laughs> so I met two guys on Friday. I met uh, the head of BizDev for CoinBenny Exchange. Um, and I met uh, this guy called Crypto Raptor, and he's been in the space for ages, and you know he knows all of the OGs, and it's just you know you could tell how passionate he was, and we just hit it off really quick. And I'm sure we're going to work together in some way, even if it's not now. It might be in a few years, but if I hadn't have met up with them guys in person, I wouldn't have really understood their passion and what what really gets them going. And then I wouldn't be able to help them, and they wouldn't be able to help me. So yeah, I think meeting people in person is really important. And also, I know people say this in every industry, but you need to be happy to work for free for a while. Um, yourself, just write some content, start a medium, talk about trends. You know, um, just just kind of get yourself out there because you can't just go into uh, you know, depending on what you want to do in the space, it's quite difficult to just jump into a paid job um with with no experience here so it's really good to just kind of be proactive and work on some uh, some personal branding um and your own stuff you know your own writing yeah definitely a tough pill to swallow but you know for anyone who's kind it of is, yeah. trying to <laughs> jump into this industry a lot of these people who now are leaders of industry and who have built these big businesses have you know they started and they were working for free they were putting out content that was free they were doing things for others to kind of get a foot in the door. It, it's kind of the the dark side of building a business and being an entrepreneur that people don't like to talk about, but I think it needs to be yeah. brought up more. Sure. I mean, also on the topic I mentioned earlier of some of these big crypto funds firing everyone, I mean, where do you think these guys are going to go, right? They need jobs. They need jobs themselves. Um, so I know for a fact there's a bunch of people looking for jobs so if you're not willing to be proactive and really set yourself aside from everyone else and niche in something it's going to be it's going to be really tough um because there's so much competition in this market um to to you know uh, secure clients and, and really build build a reputation very much so and then the last huge thing that i want to talk talk on and bring up is you mentioned being able to pivot and I think some people get very stuck in their ways. They start on a project and they really need to see it through. Um, but we're in a very, very new industry, you know, 10 years old, yeah. things are changing constantly. You know, every day it's something new. So you really do need to be able to assess whether your business is changing with the environment and pivot to make sure that you really are absolutely um yeah pivoting is not only one of like i think one of the most important features of an entrepreneur in any space but also it's just the concept of it is is frightening right um and i listened to um to birch on nye's podcast evolvement and he talked about um how he put you know like thirty thousand dollars in a project um he was doing and he tried really hard to get going and it got to a point where he realized like this isn't going to work we're too early and he just he just he didn't quit he just said look guys we need to this isn't this isn't the right time and he started something else and that well that wasn't quitting you, you need to understand when you're quitting or when you're pivoting and you know in this space we're seeing much less icos now and we're going to see see a lot more stos less icos uh this is a way more specialist thing it's way more 
um, focus around legal and and uh, compliance and you know ensuring certain boundaries are met. And you, what we've had to do is start to you know get broker dealer licenses and start to understand the securities space a bit more. Look at securities law, which I, I haven't had to do before. Uh, I'm not even a U.S. citizen, obviously. You know, so interesting uh to see how things are kind of moved and they've shifted and we have to be prepared to shift with them otherwise we will lose and um that's you know why we're focusing a little bit more or well, not focusing on it but just being aware that there is an emerging trend with sto market um and being prepared to kind of take our portion of the market share when we can all right, so I think that pretty much wraps everything up. We kind of got, you know, what you're working on, how you built it, what you're excited for, and, and you, you gave us a tip on how to get started. You gave, you know, the listeners a tip on how to get started. So I really appreciate you sitting down and talking with me. I know the listeners are going to be beyond stoked to hear about this. So thank you. No, thanks, man. Really appreciate you having me on here. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, if anyone wants to ask me any questions or anything or you know wants to talk about some of the things i mentioned i'm always always responsive um and i'd love to talk with anyone um who has any questions yeah definitely twitter handle is going to be in the description guys shoot him a dm uh you know before i had him on the podcast we chatted for a little and it was extremely easy to get a hold of him uh had a little conversation it was awesome so reach out um and again thank you really appreciate it thanks man awesome all right guys that wraps up another episode and i just want to take a quick second to ask you a huge favor if you found anything in the episode helpful or it's been inspiring to you in any way i just ask that you share it with your friends family anyone you know on social media um, and hopefully we can help them out as well have a good one